Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, March 8th. Today, I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That was President Joe Biden today taking a major step in an attempt to hit Russia where it hurts as the pain at the U.S. pump persists. Well, that was fast. Joe Biden went from uh, not being in favor of taking this move of creating a ban on all Russian oil, natural gas and coal imports into the United States uh, to announcing today that that's precisely what he's doing. So why did that happen? Well, you may have noticed and we've been talking about it here on the podcast. uh, This has been something that's been gaining bipartisan support uh, up on Capitol Hill over the last week or so. Uh, We saw Democrats and Republicans from sort of all slices of their parties coming together and calling for this action. And quite frankly, President Biden did not want to be caught at the end of the day being out of step with a bipartisan majority in Congress on this. Today, from the Roosevelt Room in the White House, he explained in a bit more detail uh, precisely what this action today is. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. We made this decision in close consultation with our allies and our partners around the world, particularly in Europe, because a united response to Putin's aggression has been my overriding focus to keep all NATO and all of the EU and our allies totally united. So to be clear, this is a unilateral move being made by the United States. Allies in the European Union are not following suit, and that's because they're actually far more dependent on Russia's oil and gas than the United States is. I mean, you know, in the United States, 8% of the total energy imported into the United States in 2021 came from Russia. Only about 3% of that was crude. So, uh, yes... This is something that will have some impact here in the United States, but nowhere near the kind of impact it would have in Europe if indeed our allies there followed suit. One U.S. ally, the U.K., did announce today that it will phase out Russian oil imports by the end of 2022. So the U.K. built a a much longer runway for them to accomplish this goal here. Obviously, for the U.S., more than anything else, it is making the point that the U.S. should not in any way be funding Putin's war on Ukraine, basically. Now, this comes as gas prices here in the United States have hit a record high. According to AAA, a gallon of regular gas has now hit $4.17. $4.17 a gallon. That breaks The last record uh, for gas prices, which was back in July of 2008, the average price of a gallon of gas is up 55 cents just in the last week and up 10 cents in just one day. Now, I was invited to observe a focus group done by a sort of coalition of progressive groups last night. And it was about nine base Democratic voters in this uh, focus group discussing topics, everything, Ukraine and how Biden's doing in his first year and uh, Katanji Brown Jackson's nomination to the Supreme Court. 
But it was the issue of gas prices in this hour and a half long focus group that animated these folks who were participating more than anything else. It is something that they are eager to see uh, quickly recede. And we're seeing that across the board. This is the kind of issue that just hits people in their everyday lives. It is very tangible for people. And the president is obviously aware of this. This is why he was sort of slow to come around to this notion of calling for this ban on importing Russian oil and gas, because he understood it's going to actually exacerbate this gas price issue right now that is is pretty severe for people across the country. And he spoke to that concern today when he rolled out his new policy. I said I would level with the American people from the beginning. And when I first spoke to this, I said defending freedom is going to cost. The one piece of political cover that the president might have goes back to that word I said earlier on. The fact that this is something that has bipartisan support. So now, yes, Republicans are in favor of this move that Biden made today, a move that may exacerbate this pain at the pump that Americans are feeling. And it is precisely that pain in the pump and these record high gas prices that Republicans are using every hour of every day to hammer away politically at the president and all the Democrats they're running against in the midterm elections this year. So now Republicans are supportive of something that also may contribute to higher gas prices. Of course, they won't, no doubt, accept that. They will continue to try and lay these high gas prices at the feet of the president because they understand the political potency. Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Republicans in the United States Senate, went to the floor today to critique not only Biden's oversight of these high gas prices, but also what McConnell believes is Biden's lack of preparation for this moment in dealing with the Ukraine issue crisis was not only foreseeable, it was, in fact, foreseen. So it would sure be nice if America had gone into this crisis with more headroom on supply and on gas prices. Nearly every Republican press release I've seen in the last 48 hours has focused on the gas prices issue and on energy production here at home. It's one of the biggest critiques Republicans have of the Biden administration. They believe that there has been a crackdown on domestic energy production. And Joe Biden today made clear he's having none of that. Listen to how he pushed back on that. We're approaching a record levels of oil and gas production in the United States, and we're on track to set a record of oil production next year. In the United States, 90 percent of onshore oil production takes place on land that isn't owned by the federal government. And of the remaining 10 percent that occurs on federal land, the oil and gas industry has millions of acres leased. They have 9,000 permits to drill now. They could be drilling right now, yesterday, last week, last year. So let me be clear. They are not using them for production now. That's their decision. This crisis is a stark reminder. To protect our economy over the long term, we need to become energy independent. It should motivate us to accelerate the transition to clean energy. So you can expect Congress to vote on this proposal to ban imports of Russian oil and gas as soon as today. In addition, President Biden continued to call on Congress to provide what is now a price tag of $12 billion in additional humanitarian, security, and economic assistance for Ukraine as part of this larger package that will have some emergency funding for COVID relief and, indeed, fund the government and keep the lights on for the remainder of the fiscal year. 
That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.